Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Happy holidays, everyone. Woohoo. It is December. Hi. We have made it into the 12th level of Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the final level of Jumanji. Hopefully. Hopefully. It'll be fun. It'll be a great time. We'll have a blast. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's coming whether we want it to or not. It's fine. And I did not make you guys wait for like half an hour while I finished my notes. It's fine. We're going to have a great day. Half? It was half an hour. It was like three quarters of an hour. It was not because I, it was 942. It's 1026. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> just 45 it's, minutes. It's fine. It's fine. So got something special for you guys. Okay. This is a fan pick. Ooh. Yeah. So one of our lovely listeners who contributes at the co-host level on Patreon reached out and was like, hey, I need you to cover this conspiracy theory. This is why she took so long to do her notes this time because it was for a fan pick. Yeah, no, I didn't just like <laughs> half-ass them. I was like, oh, I need to actually kind of know what I'm talking about here. Oh, snap. So do you guys want to hear about the conspiracy theory surrounding the Denver International Airport? <gasps> oh, I do. Yes. Okay. Well, let me give you a little history about the airport first. Okay. okay. I don't know why you just turned into like a northern mom. It's fine. So before the Denver International Airport, there was Stapleton Airport. It was built in 1929. And in 1929, Denver had roughly 300,000 people. As it went on, Stapleton began to run out of terminal space because, you know, Denver had more than 300,000 people as time went on and a lot more people started using airplanes. In 1978, the Airline Deregulation Act occurred and basically before then, the government controlled flight pricing, the schedules, the paths they took, everything. It was all very government controlled. And come 1978, it was a free market. So larger airports began to buy smaller airports. And Stapleton, being in Denver, Colorado, the middle of the uni- contiguous ne- United States, was prime target. Look at you with your big words. Contiguous. What podcast did you listen to? The Conspiracy <laughs> Theories. It's a great one. You should check it out. They have a two-parter on Denver Airport. So good. But no, contiguous United States was not mentioned in there. So eat yourself. Also around this time, the Rocky Mountains were beginning to draw a lot of energy industry to the area, mm. which meant that Denver was going up. Skyscrapers were popping up and more people were moving in. Things were going well. Moving on up. Moving on up to Denver. But because the Stapleton Airport was so close to the city, there were limits to how high the skyscrapers could go. Also, by this time in the early 1980s, there were about half a million people in Denver. The international airports, because of the Airline Deregulation Act, were starting to use hubs across the United States. So they had the right to like, I want to buy this hub from you where, you know, Scotland International Flights uses. This is my hub. I don't think that's a real... What? It's kind of like how at the Atlanta airport, Delta has its own wing. Yeah. 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 And like American Airlines has its own hub. No. Uh, Well, okay. Delta has its own. (laughs) (laughs) 
international airports could reserve hubs and have their own hubs there. Yes, airlines can have hubs at different airports, correct? Yes. Not airports. Airports couldn't purchase a hub at another airport airlines. Yes. You guys coming in with the words. <laughs> Appreciate you. Given all this, Denver couldn't handle the volume. As they expanded throughout the years, so obviously it was built in 1929, by the early 80s, it's grown a bit. They didn't take into account things like functionality and being able to do things efficiently. The runways that they built to expand were too close together. So if there was a storm or anything, you couldn't have two runways beside each other shooting off planes at the same time because they have the potential to hit each other. So that was not good. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. Not Not good. They decided to build Denver International Airport. So they began construction in 1989, but they had to sell the idea to the community because although they had all these issues with the not functional airport and not being able to build skyscrapers, it was going to cost a lot of money. And that comes from... they do? Yeah, that comes from taxpayers. What? Right? So there were several years and millions of dollars spent selling the idea to the community. selling the idea. Mm -hmm. They did run into a small issue when the drawings submitted for the main concourse of the new airport, the designer or the engineer was a friend of, I believe, the mayor at the time. I could be wrong about that. But whoever was leading the project had a friend who was like, oh, I do this stuff. Let me take a shot at it. Well, in order to build the building he drew, they would completely blow their budget and their time frame. So he was bought out of his contract for $6 million. That sounds like something an engineer would do if not given parameters. <laughs> so they were worried about using his plan because they might blow their budget. So they buy him out for $6 million. If that's what their buyout price was, imagine how much over their budget they would have That's gone. what I'm saying. That's insane. Yeah. So $6 million is astronomical, right? So I just need to become an engineer, get hired, project unmatchable forecast, and get bought out of my contract. I'm on step two. (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting for that buyout. (laughs) I'm also not a civil engineer, which is what I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Those are bridges, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So you make fun of bridges, but he just got $6 million. I can still make fun of them. Why are you guys looking at me like you're disappointed? (laughs) I'm just waiting for... Why are you not a civil engineer, Rebecca? Because that would, you know, affect us greatly. Mm -hmm. So the main terminal that is the design they chose was designed with these white tents to pay homage to the indigenous people of the land. They look like teepees. And have either of you flown through Denver International? No. No. Okay, I did. And I remember seeing that and I thought it was under construction. (laughs) Oops. Okay. So when I saw pictures of this, I was like, oh, shit, I did see that. That's what it's supposed to look like. So either it's not a good design or Tiffany's not that well cultured. Okay. Poor Kate. No, let's go. <laughs> Do you want to revisit last week, whatever I was trying to uh, remember what kosher meant? Yeah. Um, <laughs> to figure out what the Sabbath was? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So about that culture. So this new airport would have terminals for individual airlines, as we discussed earlier. But this also meant that the individual airlines had input into the design and 
Oh, the no. way it worked. Yeah. So as you can imagine, that caused a lot of changes. I mean, just the difference between Delta and American Airlines, just in how they board. Oh, my God. Yeah. So along with the changes came delays. No way, Jose. Not in construction. Yeah, never. Mm-mm. You wouldn't know a thing about that. But you know what? It's fine. They want to make this thing huge. They want. I can say that now because he's getting out. Um. <laughs> They want to make this thing huge. They wanted when did to... that stop us before? <laughs> you guys yelled at me anytime I did that before. So they wanted to make this airport grand. They wanted to make it fantastic and like, all right, it's delayed. That's fine. We may be going a little over budget, but you know what? It's fine. We're going to make it worth your while. We're going to have an automated baggage conveyor. What? This thing is going to run on tunnels under the airport and it's going to be completely like computers and robots are going to do it. They can build cards. Why can't they move packages without a problem? Yes, ma'am. Was Toy Story in the Denver International Airport? No. Most airports have a conveyor system for... Like, I know that, but like, I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, whoa. So most have the conveyor belts where you go pick up your packages. Oh, yeah. Or your luggage. But like, whenever it's loaded onto the plane, you see those guys out on the tarmac throwing them into the plane or taking them out. That's why I don't check my luggage. Yeah. All of that is going to be automated with their new airport. They are going to come off of the airplane onto a conveyor. It's going to go to its special place. It's going to be great. That's how most airports work no it's not you've got the people on the tarmac doing Uh their job well they would still have to have somebody unloading them. no not with this new automated one okay people are out of the picture for this okay i have questions but same okay Okay. so miles of tunnels underground to move luggage from one terminal to the other cool should be easy right oh no no from a maintenance standpoint that's a nightmare right well (laughs) (laughs) well It costs $200 million. Oh. Mostly paid for through Denver community tax money. Because typically, like, you have people pitch in, like, Delta has a terminal and American Airlines has a hub and this international one. They all pitch in for this stuff. This international one. Yeah. Well, the international airline. <laughs> but the one. The, they were like, hey, you're using this for everybody and not just for me. So I'm not paying for it. So most of the money came from taxpayer money for this automated baggage conveyor. As opposed to paying humans a decent wage to take They were trying to be innovative. They were trying to be... Airplane. After working with both humans and machines, both are crap. Fair. Fair. The Denver International Airport was originally scheduled to be finished by October 29th, 1993. Deadline got a little pushed to December 1993. Deadline got pushed to March 1994. Deadline got pushed to May of 1994. And in April of 1994, to prepare for the May launch or May opening, they showed off the automated baggage conveyor. Wow. Hey guys, I know it's delayed. We're going to make it worth your while. This is what we've been working on. They invited the press. They had a big thing. It was going to be awesome, blah, blah, blah. Instead, reporters saw luggage launched into the air and (laughs) missing their targets every time. Yes. Why does that make me happy? (laughs) That was the luggage that made it to the tarmac. Because of sharp turns and high speeds, a lot of the luggage fell off mid-conveyor belt under the airport. They forgot how luggage works. (laughs) (laughs) It's a variable, guys. Oh, no. Oh, that's 
a bad. <laughs> yeah. $200 million. How, how long did it take to unstuff those tunnels? I have no clue. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, so that was in April of 94 to prepare for the May opening. Doors opened February 28th, 1995. <laughs> Not using the conveyor belt automated thing. So my question is, every airport has... To an extent, a conveyor belt automated system. Because when you check your luggage, they put it on the conveyor, it goes down and gets sorted somewhere and then taken to the plane, whether that's fully automated or it goes into a bucket or whatever. So they built a fully automated thing where it took it from where you checked it in all the way down through these tunnels and supposed to like spit it out into the airplane somewhere. So do they have to then go back and change that because like you still have to be able to check in your luggage and it has to go somewhere so i am not well versed in how airports work (laughs) but my basic understanding and i could be wrong is that it goes off into the conveyor belt to a spot people sort it it gets on one of those little vroom vroom goat carts goes out to the tarmac gets loaded goat cart yes gets loaded onto the airplane right you get there it's taken off put on a vroom vroom golf cart goes to a conveyor belt that takes it to baggage claim yes not an automated i understand that but i'm never mind never mind i'm reading too far into that tiny portion of the story carry on at the previous airport there were 111 gates for airplanes okay few yes they built this new one planning to have 120 because one of the main things was they were at capacity they couldn't get as much volume as they wanted denver international airport opened with 88 active gates oh is it all that work just for nine more gates well there was other stuff like they wanted to be able to get away so the skyscrapers could go up they wanted to have more space for tarmac have their automated yeah luggage system mm-hmm. it's on 55 square miles of land how many haws isn't that do you do it by miles square miles square yes. miles can be made into acres Shh, okay. it's fine uh miles to acre conversion no no just go from square miles to haws <laughs> <laughs> She can't do that calculation on the Sabbath. No, but Google can. <laughs> All right. I regret asking. So it's on just under 55 square miles of land. How many haws? 14,244.9. Follow up question. <laughs> How many acres are in a square mile? Mile to acre. How many square miles? <laughs> 640 acres per square mile. You said 14,000 haws? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, this has been fun, guys. Thank you for joining us this week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 14,244.9. Cool. Yeah, there we go. That was worth it. How many haws? My mouth hurts. (laughs) This is the second largest airport in the world. What's the largest? Don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, second largest? I thought uh, Hartsfield-Jackson was the largest or one or the largest international airport. No, it's the most, uh, it has the most volume. Okay. And it is the busiest airport. Yes. Beijing International Airport is the largest in the world. The Denver International Airport is the largest provider for jobs in Colorado. Unless you want to be a baggage handler and then you're SOL. Well, no, you can be a baggage handler because their automated thing did not work. Someone has to unstuff the tunnels. Yes. True. The budget for this 
was $2.9 billion for the airport. Yes. That's honestly lower than I thought it would be as much as you were talking about delays. and The cost for this was $4.8 billion. That sounds more like it. Which, I mean, is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But think about how much a plane ticket costs. And then think about how many people fly in and out of airports like that every day. Probably didn't take them too long to make that money back. Uh, not really. Uh, margins are really thin for airlines. Oh, no. I think it would add up relatively quickly if you think about how many people are going in and out of the airport every day. I think we don't know enough about this subject to speculate. Oh, I will speculate. <laughs> I totally was trying to rearrange my notes and did not catch any of that. Sorry. Damn. (laughs) It's okay. Me and Rebecca will just carry on with our fodder and keep the show going. Let us know when you're ready to continue presenting. Dear patron, we love you and we're sorry. He knows what to expect. So for a project that was almost $2 billion over budget, why isn't the Denver International Airport the cream of the cop? <laughs> Giggity. Because not no. everyone has a cock fetish. <laughs> nope. Nope. So, for a project that was almost $2 billion over budget, why isn't the DIA the cream of the crop with this fancy automatic luggage system? Or more gates than the previous airport? Or even a roof that functions as an actual roof and not an art piece that has to be fixed after every hard storm? Are because, you serious? Yeah. Dude. The, the tent roof is a fiberglass construction. Oh, no. And there have been lots of tears from heavy snow accumulating and ripping through it or hard. You're in Denver. Prepare for the snow. So the pod- Maybe a nice dome? <laughs> the podcast I was listening to was like. A heated one, it's like, you know, in Denver, where two thirds of the year is harsh weather. Mm. Good Lord. And um, this is why I didn't want to be a civil engineer. <laughs> so many people believe that the airport is a cover for many things. The most common theory is that it is a cover for an underground bunker for politicians and socially elite for when the end of the world occurs. How do they plan to get there if the end of the world occurs? It's an airport. Yes. If Yellowstone blows up, you you ain't flying. You may not be, but you don't have billions of dollars. The air is going to be full of ash and sulfur. No one is flying. You don't. Do Did, weren't there underground tunnels in our uh, Philadelphia experiment? Probably, I think so. You think that run all over the world and go? From, they were supposed like, to go from to California Denver? to uh, New York. Oh Could yeah, be that's right. Yeah, wasn't that our speculation though? In that episode, what was speculation and what was sort of conspiracy valid theory? Very good question. Let's move on. So there's a TV show that ran on True TV, maybe I believe it was called Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. Did you know Jesse Ventura was like a Navy SEAL and then turned into a wrestler turned mayor of some place. I don't even remember. <laughs> was uh, it Ice Town? No, governor. Governor of some place. It was Governor not. of some place. Yeah. Tiffany, you're a governor of a state. <laughs> cool. You're not. No, I'm not. That's, <laughs> that's how governors work. <laughs> no, he was a governor of some state. I don't remember which one. It was like uh, Michigan or Minnesota or Montana or something. Are you just naming M states? <laughs> But then he turned into a TV show host. <laughs> you forgot Massachusetts. Uh, no, it was like mid-contiguous United States. You were just States. naming the M states. It's fine. <laughs> so 
He hosted this TV show about conspiracy theories. And um, in 2010, they had an episode called Apocalypse 2012, where they talked about... <laughs> they didn't know about 2020. They, yeah, no, right. they did not. They talked about solar flare activity projected by NASA and how it's going to give these electromagnetic activity that hits the Earth and attacks the electric grid and half to all of the country was going to go down. And if that happens... What are we going to do? Hide out in an airport. Again, how are you communicating? Do the control towers still operate on radio signals? So you can kind of predict when this stuff is going to be happening. No, I meant like once it happens, how do they like communicate? Oh, once it happens, you're screwed. But how did they get to the bunker? They know like they're monitoring and they're like, hey, sir or ma'am, because like we got a VP who's a woman. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, excuse me, person in the White House, you need to GTFO. Let's go to this bunker. So what will the leaders of the country do if something like these massive solar flares happen or nuclear warfare or peaceful protesters exercising their rights are sitting outside of the White House? <laughs> Run um, away to a golf course. They have underground bunkers across the country for the elite and government officials. But how do they get to the bunker? Are the bunkers connected? Did the government figure out the tunnel system we always wanted as children, Possibly. but it's underground? That's like a two and a half hour flight, though. From the East Coast to Colorado, but they're not flying. They're taking underground. No, right now people. they're they're flying at this moment in time because this conspiracy theory focuses on them flying. So, in the case of nuclear warfare, chances of an attack happening on the coast are more likely. Correct. Colorado is in the center of the U.S. Also correct. This is where the map's even behind you. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> this is where Cheyenne Military Center is. Um, Cheyenne Military Center is only 120 miles from the Denver International Airport, and it's believed to be a doomsday bunker as well as the DIA. Do you remember that underground automated luggage conveyor? Yes, the one that didn't work. Do you remember all that money that put into it to be a disastrous flop? Yes. Cover-ups. What if it wasn't ever meant to work? What if it was all a massive facade? What if the construction that's still ongoing is a tunnel that goes from the DIA to Cheyenne Military Center? Mm. Do we have any confirmation of this? Let's assume a disaster happens. (laughs) Air Force One would land at DIA, drop off our next president, let him travel the tunnels, and these tunnels are wide enough, tall enough to fit trucks through them, and reach the safety of Cheyenne without anyone knowing they were there. Well, they would know that they went to the airport. Yeah. But in that TV show with Jesse Ventura, they went and did a tour of Cheyenne. And they were like, yeah, if anything happens, like we've got this hunker down system in place and hunker down system. Mm-hmm. That's not the wording they used, but it's fine. They can support over a thousand people. And they were talking about their like lockdown bins where they've got things like bedding and clothes and food. And there was food on there with the expiration date of 2,377. Yeah, that's what I said. You guys didn't see Ashley's face, but it was like, <laughs> why would you want food to last 20, that long? Three seventy seven because disaster man yeah but i wouldn't want to live that long by myself you would not live that long but your children who grew up in the bunker would don't procreate if you're stuck in a bunker not the 100 no this is 101 never mind (laughs) (laughs) okay all of that is well and good but um here's the deal that were the case they just fly to cheyenne so chances of that being the case are but it's the most widely or one of the other multitudes of military bases that probably has a similar yeah. process because i feel like there's a few around you know the dc area mm-hmm. but one this is think. 
center of the U.S. So if there's nuclear warfare, get to the center because it's going on on the coasts. There's a lot of assumptions going on, but okay. Hi, my name is Tiffany and we're in my episode. Nice (laughs) to see you. (laughs) Valid. (laughs) Now, there's also the theory that it's not just a tunnel, that there's actually a hunker down bunker underneath DIA. So there's that too. But let's try another approach. Freemason Society. Of course. Yeah. Rebecca, can you tell us a little? Wait, no, hold on. I need to read my next note. And then it asks for a prompt from you. Okay. March 1994. The mayor buried a time capsule to be opened in 2094. On this time capsule was carved a Freemason Society symbol and listed two known members of the Freemason Society. Rebecca, what is Freemason? Why are you asking me? Because you know somebody associated with it. Not an active member. And also, why would that? Why would you assume I would know about it? They're kind of exclusive. That's kind of the whole point of the Freemasons. Secret society. So what I got from the Freemason Society is that it's a super old fraternity <laughs> that does scavenger hunts for fellow members, but the end result <laughs> isn't a cookie. It's usually much bigger. <laughs> Tiffany does TLDR for the Freemasons. <laughs> no cookies. Fraternity, no cookies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> old Not fraternity. No cookies. Not worth it. Do not recommend. But they're a secret society that, from what I gathered, is very science-based. And it's really cool. Or I say very science-based. Speaking to some people that I know who are associated with members of this, they do a lot of charity work that promotes scientific endeavors. That's what I'll say. That doesn't make them science-based. Well, I'm glad you're here for clarification purposes. (laughs) Makes them supporter of science. There we go. Which is a lot to ask for in this day and age. What? Apparently. Hopefully not soon. Anyway, so also on that tablet. Tablet? Yeah, the the one with the free... Gotcha. Yeah. Is a reference to the New World Airport Commission. What is that? Sounds like something that's made up. Oh, it is made up. (laughs) (laughs) It was the name decided upon before carving the tablet to that, some that's how that works Shut you decide up. something and then you write it down <laughs> Shut up. it was supposed to symbolize the group who got together to dedicate this time capsule but a lot of people believe it's a reference to the new world order the wrestling no no <laughs> i love you i don't think that's new world order but that's fine so new world order is essentially like the freemasons the illuminati lizard people etc who- <laughs> freemasons the illuminati and the lizard people you know that trifecta <laughs> i haven't heard this walking to a bar joke please continue <laughs> They walk into a bar, wipe everything out, and start fresh. That's not a joke. That's no, sad. it's real sad. But depending on the source and depending on who you talk to, it's the New World Order is where you wipe out existence and start fresh. When it's the lizard people, it's wipe out so the lizard people can come up and have their society. Come on, lizard people. Nobody's stopping you. Don't be scared. I can be friends with the lizard people. There you go. So in support of this New World Order theory... Let's talk about some of the art at the Denver International Airport. There are two pieces that when you walk in, you are just like super struck by and you're you're like, I, I don't know what to make of this. One is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. Sounds lovely. Well, upon first glance, it looks like a beautiful portrait of unity in life. People of all ages and backgrounds are coming together around a colorful budding plant. But off to the left, on the other side of a hallway, 
picture shows a different story. So this is like a mural that encompasses, and there's a hallway break in there. Crying children in front of a forest fire, indigenous people and a child in caskets, animals in glass cages, dead animals, a turtle caught in a net. When did the Denver airport become Pawnee, Indiana yeah. City Hall? Oh, yeah. No, this does not spark joy. This Marie Kondo, that artwork right now. When I saw it, my theory was it shows the dark side of humanity and how we take and take and the destruction that comes from it versus the way it should be if we live in peace and harmony with nature. Yeah, but maybe not put that in an airport. Maybe that should be in a art exhibit. Well, maybe you'll like this next one. Hold on. So you have dozens of children of all nationalities using a hammer and anvil to bend a pile of swords while standing over a dead Nazi soldier wearing a gas mask. The piles of swords waiting to be bent are wrapped in flags from different nations. The Nazi soldier has two doves sitting on it. There's a rainbow wrapping around the picture that drifts off to a different panel across the hallway. This one has a Nazi soldier wearing a gas mask, holding a sword and bayonet gun, pointing his sword at a dove. Behind him are children lying in rubble and women sobbing and holding what I presume to be dead babies. No joy. The fuck? Right? Also on there is an excerpt from a poem written by a child who was a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp. His name was, I pro- I apologize, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Anas Achenberg. He died on December 18th, 1943 at the age of 14 in Auschwitz. But on the side that has the disturbing images, there's like a piece of paper in the bottom corner. And down there you can read an excerpt of his poem. And it was, I once was a little child who longed for other worlds. But I am no more a child, for I have known fear. I have learned to hate. How tragic then is youth, which lives with enemies, with gallows ropes. Yet I still believe, I only sleep today, that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. Don't like that. No. Again, why is this in an airport? That's a fantastic question. Actually, you know what? Let's let's talk about that. Let's host of this episode so the art mentioned could be a reference to the new world order remember that's a total restart from the world we live in now and a new world peace and harmony amongst us you've got in the first one you've got the way things are with the people crying and people laying in caskets and the dead animals and the animals in cages and then you start fresh with this big mural because that one's like quarter of size of the big mural Mm -hmm. where everybody's happy and gathering around this budding plant and harmonious and the children of the world dream of peace you've got this smaller mural where everything's awful and you've got the war and the hate and the people struggling and then you've got this mural a giant mural of people bending the swords and saying peace is the way to be so the new world order make the connection ish sure well the artist has debunked this and said he was basically showing like this is the way the world should be and we're moving away from hate and we're moving away from certain aspects of humanity that are awful but this was done by the freemasons they could have just paid him off to say that be like shut down these rumors just here here's all money tell them this is what you're doing it's fine but why because if you're looking for, or as a Freemason or, you know, an Illuminati or a li- lizard person, you know to look for these clues. It's kind of like uh, in the Da Vinci Code, how they found all those clues that are just like in plain sight, but they knew to connect them because they were members of secret societies. Okay. Remember the Nazis in the painting? I do. That we just talked about? Well, that symbolism isn't over. If you go to an aerial view of the airport, the runways are shaped like... 
A swastika. A swastika. Is that just because of the way the wings of the airport work or why? Some people think it's just because they were trying to optimize landing space and it was just easier to give them. It, it's one of those where if you squint, you can kind of see it, but it's not really obvious. But if you're a Freemason and looking for these symbols, you know, there it is. Yeah, um, it looks to me like it's just the way that the airport's laid out. It's not. I mean, you can definitely see it. Oh, okay. Goodbye picture. It's like telling me what an EVP says. Like, if you have to tell me what it says. All right. Well, if you don't believe this, weird, but okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the time capsule. Some believe it is a biological weapon set to kill those who open it. That seems dramatic. A little bit. There is some evidence that would suggest this is the case. Throughout the terminals, there are symbols that reference biological weapon. Which are? So you've got AUAG and then some symbols that we'll talk about in a minute, but it could be gold and silver. But it could also be AUAG as a strain of hepatitis that's very deadly that people say that's kind of a clue that that's what's in the time capsule. How? Illuminati. (laughs) Illuminati. Can that just be our go-to for now on when we don't know the answer to something? I'm just not making the connection. What are the other clues? That that was about it. Um, (laughs) What? Because there's one that says AUA whatever. It's multiple references to these. Like these symbols are on the ground in a bunch of different terminals. And they're like, what are these? Why is AUAG showing up all the time? Because it's a, a clue to the biological weapon that's in the time capsule. People are dramatic. There are some other symbols that are harder to interpret. And some think they, that they are alien symbols. Mm-hmm. Coming over from Skinwalker Ranch. Well, in all actuality, they're Navajo symbols in order to pay homage to the indigenous people of the land. So they could still be coming over from Utah. Mm-hmm. See, my thing is, these people... And like, yeah, I know it's because it's actually involved the Illuminati or the Freemasons or whatever. But like if you're over the Denver airport and you have all these people making these speculations, why would you not put like a plaque like they have at museums and stuff and just be like, these symbols are here. They represent such and such. Is there silver and gold mined in Colorado? Probably. Yes, yes there is. And that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the A A U and A G symbols are shown with a mine cart. No, not at all. It has to do with hepatitis that's in the time capsule. The hepatitis that was originally contracted in the mines and is now a deathly virus. Well, we also have stuff to help get rid of that. So not as effective. Like vaccines. Yes, I'm Googling as Tiffany's trying to tell us about this. No, I appreciate that. So there are also these gargoyles. There, Well, there were two of them. Now there's three. I'll get to the third in a minute. These gargoyles are coming out of suitcases and watching over baggage claim. The main thing behind them is when they were first brought out, they're there to help guard the travelers and protect their luggage. Um, as it goes through our tunnel system. Hey, some say they're <laughs> mocking the failed luggage conveyors as they're coming out of the suitcases. But if you think about it, the stone statues were originally guarding churches. Gargoyles, mm-hmm. that was their purpose. Mm-hmm. The stone is a reference to the Freemasons because they made stone things. Or the fact that stone was readily available building material. Uh, 
the churches could reference Knights of Templar, who are often referenced whenever you bring up the New World Order. So do they think that every possible secret society is somehow involved with the Denver airport and they just get together and have like an annual Christmas party Mm. in the tunnels or something? They're all intertwined. No, everyone just thinks the Freemasons are involved with everything. But like you've been Illuminati, Freemasons, whatever the last one you just said was. Lizard people. Lizard people. (laughs) Knights of Templar. Knights of Templar. The skull and crossbones from what, like Princeton or Yale. Like they just have their major Christmas party in the Denver airport tunnels. Yeah. Okay. So the old owner of the airport used to fight these rumors and be like, you guys are ridiculous. The current owner kind of plays into it. And it was like, if you guys want to believe it, sure. They had to do some remodeling and they put up signs that were like remodeling the lizard people's lair or just little funny things that people were like, oh, this is kind of ridiculous. But they're just playing into the rumors. They even included a new gargoyle who talks and he spouts conspiracy theories about the Illuminati. Wow, that's yeah. bold. Yeah, so they kind of play into it. But those are the main theories surrounding the Denver International Airport. And I found myself, as I was doing this research, found myself thinking, this is ridiculous, redonkulous. Rid- I mean, I think it's kind of fun now, and I might be into it. But you guys want to know another thing about the Denver International Airport that I think is super cool? Yes. Have you guys ever heard of Blucifer? Yes. I was just about to ask why you hadn't touched base on him. His official name is Blue Mustang, but he is a 32 foot tall, 9,000 pound blue horse. Stallion. Stallion. That statue? Yes. Okay. Stands out in front of no, the No, an Denver. actual horse that just like wanders we the ground. We just got finished talking about <laughs> skinwalkers. <laughs> So in 1993, it was commissioned by Luis Jimenez to show off the spirit of the American West. In 2006, a piece of the metal frame fell on him and severed an artery in his leg, killing him. At 32 feet tall and 9,000 pounds, this deadly beauty went on display February 11, 2008. So why, other than killing its creator, is it called Blucifer? Well, it's a giant horse standing on his hind legs. Mid-winnie, protruding red veins, windswept hair, and glowing neon red eyes. His glowing eyes pay tribute to... Oh, shoot. I meant to look this up. (laughs) (laughs) So his glowing eyes pay tribute to either somebody that um, Jimenez knew who invented neon lights, or it was prominent in Denver. Like, that's where the neon lights came from. Okay. Just, you know, Google that in your spare time. One thing that I thought was fun... He also, whenever you start looking up images of Lucifer, he also has a very detailed butthole and sack. Oh, my God. What? Uh, no. no. Okay. So it was something that popped up when I was trying to find pictures of him. So I had to share it with you guys because I saw it and I knew you that. really didn't. But I really did. So all I did was like look up Lucifer and it was like eight pictures down or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of detail. Good job, guys. So, whatever your opinions on the Denver International Airport, it is a very prominent conspiracy theory place, and I think it's fun to think that there might be a hidden bunker down there, but I will never see it because I am not considered the elite. You don't know that. Hello, we have a podcast. Can we interview you, please, in the tunnels? Well, thank you to our patron. Oh, yeah, thank you, patron. I didn't ask if you wanted a shout out, but um, he's wonderful, and you should uh, appreciate him like I do. Okay. That was an awkward <laughs> way to end. 
<laughs> appreciate anonymous patron. Appreciate, appreciate. I mean, we do appreciate all of our patrons, anonymous or not. On that note, <laughs> remember, friends, it's the final countdown. The we- final countdown. We're in level 12. We got this. And on that note, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why sometimes it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, ladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you want to support the show, no. Yeah, if you do, that's great. If you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the ladies of strange. And if you donate at the co-host level, you can pick a topic and who presents it. Keep it strange, lovelies. Goodbye. Bye.